What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry, and I'm the host of the Sport by Fry podcast YouTube channel. Now, I am back wrapping up round nine of AFL Fantasy. Finally, everything uh, came together with my AFL Fantasy team. Had a pretty decent score, a season high as well. Boosted me a couple of thousand spots in the rankings. It looked like I was going to make a bigger jump, but I'm not going to be greedy. I'm going to unpack that. Before I get started on my AFL Fantasy stuff, obviously uh, the NBA playoffs are underway and the NBA draft lottery occurred last week, so there's plenty of basketball stuff happening, so you can check out sportsbyfry.com to stay tuned to anything that I write about that. I did a piece uh, about why Al Horford is the perfect uh, big man in today's NBA. A few other bits and pieces. I'm going to write my updated mock draft now that we know the draft order. My player rankings, of course, being a Sunday as well, JLo and I just recorded the Sunday sit-down, so make sure you listen to that podcast. But with that done and dusted, it's time to unwrap my AFL fantasy team from round nine. All right, for those listening uh, via podcast, this is now when I interactively reveal my AFL fantasy team. Uh, 21.78, the large fries and coke score this week. Massive score. Um, I've got over 300k in the bank as well, so I'm ready to make some big upgrades and some very important moves uh, as I approach the buys. My back line, Jakey Lloyd, Bostert, thank God. Um, he's starting to repay those guys who've held on to him. Lukey Ryan, who um, had a couple of average games, is starting to reward me. He had uh, one something last week, like 113, I want to say, and 104 yeah, this week, so thanks, mate. Sammy Murray and Boudet are going to stay. Finlayson kind of sealed his fate after a 46. I'll talk more about him a bit later on. My mids, um, again, everyone, with the exception of Tom Mitchell, was good for 95, between 95 and 110. So I'm not mad with that. If they can all consistently do that, um, even though I'm not getting the 120s, 150s, massive scores, um, I'll take it. It's much better than getting an 80 or something that I've uh, become accustomed to with some of the squids. So... Side bottom Neil, Danger, Gibbs, Merritt, all were good for me, and obviously had me captain's badge on Tom Mitchell, so that was nice. Um, my trades last week, I brought in Clark and Phillips, who were on my bench and will help uh, get me through the buys and make me a bit more money, I reckon. Um, Gorn and Jacobs. Jacobs is pretty much done and dusted for me. I'm pretty fed up with his scores. Um, I think, though, unless I go up to like Brody Grundy, which wouldn't make sense because Max Gorn has the same buy as Grundy and I don't want to have two Ruckman sitting out in round 13. I think I'm just going to have to hold Jacobs until his buy in round 14. Um, yeah, not too stoked, but hopefully he can have a nice couple of scores and maybe even save his spot in the next couple of weeks. My forward line, a little bit all over the shop. Bailey Fritch is a goddamn genius. I'm so glad that I've kept him. Um, Isaac Heaney and McLean, good for 100s again. Uh, Robbie Gray sucked a little bit, but... Yeah, like I said, pretty happy. I'm not happy considering this is the highest I've scored in a long, long time. I'm still ranked just inside top 25K, so hopefully next week I can make that uh, another 5K jump and jump into the top 20, and then uh, onwards and upwards. All right, with that done and dusted, time to give out some plus threes and negative threes. First one goes out to Jackie McRae, who... Scored another 144 on the weekend. Adelaide has been uh, giving up a few points, but still, I didn't think he would have a game like this. I told a lot of people to, you know, back off him and not worry about spending top dollar, but a couple of people uh, didn't listen to me, and as a result, they got that nice 144. And for some, it was 288 with the captain's badge on him. So, Jackie McRae is the form player of the comp. Um, for those people that own him, enjoy the ride. Next up is Jackie Lloyd. Um, 
unfortunately, I was able to watch firsthand um, why he had such a massive dream team score, and it was because Frio butchered the ball going inside 50, but he benefited greatly getting a couple of plus sixes um, that he probably wasn't used to or expecting. Um, massive score. I think it's one of the highest in his career. In fact, after doing some number crunching, it is, in fact, his highest score of his career. So, well done, Jackie Lloyd. Like I said, he's uh, repaying the faith for all those owners that held on to him. Thanks, mate. Last but definitely not least is Brody Grundy, who had 135 on the weekend, continues to just buck the narrative that Mason Cox holds down his uh, Dream Team points. It's so funny. For the last, well, 18 months, this has been a factor and been a story, and Brody Grundy's just flicked the switch and just been killing it this year. Um, he's definitely, definitely someone that I want in my team after the buyers. Um, I think, along with Maxi Gorn, the two of them are head and shoulders above the other Ruckman in the league. So if you have one of them, great, like I do and most people do. If you have both of them, including Grundy, uh, congratulations. Wasn't all smooth sailing though, uh, with the negative threes kicking off. Gary Ablett only had 47 points. Uh, they were flogged by Essendon, who didn't have Michael Hurley and Joe Danaher, which doesn't really bode well for Geelong. Anyway, um, yeah, the little master hasn't really been firing like we thought he would. I definitely had him on my uh, radar as a potential trade target early on in the year and brought him in at one point, but yeah, I need to see a little bit more before I consider investing. Um, and for those people who do own him, you might even want to consider jumping off the boat if he has another score like this. Next up, Dusty Martin. He's been struggling for a number of weeks now, averaging just under 80 for his last uh, four or five games. So these are the numbers that we've become accustomed to with Dustin Martin. Um, fingers crossed he can bounce back, although I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. So if you do own him, it might, you might want to look at offloading him, to be honest. And last but not least is Robbie Gray. His 61 points um, up in Shanghai wasn't a great... Actually, Shanghai up or down from Toronto? I think technically it'd be down. It'd be up from Australia. Didn't uh, really produce the level that we want Robbie Gray to produce at, so hopefully he can have a nice week off, put his feet up for 10 or so days, and then uh, hit the ground running back in round 11. Quick fire trade thoughts. Um, Tom Rockliffe will probably be one of the hottest names talked about on the trade market. He can't come in this week because of obviously his buy in round 10, but come round 11, he's ripe for the picking. So the reason I'm mentioning that now is your trades this week should probably keep... Um, the idea of bringing Rocky in next week in mind. It's very hard to plan for the future, but if you can build a little bit of a warm chest, build up some savings um, so you can get Rocky next week, it's a smart move. Dane Zorko is another player that you probably want to have in your team. He's averaging 140 in his last three games, seemed to be back to his best. Um, I don't think he's going to you know, keep going 170, 140 every week. There'll obviously be a couple of uh, down games where he does his 60s and his 50s, but you know, if you have a 50 and a 60 mixed in with a 140, it doesn't matter how you get to that average of 100, 110. If they get there, they get there. I'm big on a handful of the Eagles. Um, I love the looks of Andy Gaff. He's a safe, kind of like Scotty Pendlebury, safe 100, 110 each week. Um, I've got serious eyes on him. Elliot Yeo as well seems to be the barometer for the Eagles' success, and they're flying right now. So because they're up and about, Elliot Yeo is too. So you could look at um, upgrading one of those topped-out cash cows in your back line. Steph Martins, um, another one you could potentially bring in. Again, look at your buy structure with your rucks, but he's a little bit cheaper than the likes of Gorn and Grundy and still putting up really good numbers. On the rookie front, uh, Dylan Clark from the Bombers made his debut. We, <laughs> I think he'll hold his spot, but I don't really know after uh, seeing the turnover that goes on in Essendon. I doubt they'd make changes to that winning side, but 
Yeah, hopefully he can hold his spot. He looks fine. He'll be better from the run as well. Same with Ed Phillips. Didn't uh, deliver the same way he did on debut against the Dockers, but still had a solid game. And we, you know, he'll be those two players um, will be handy throughout our buys. Sticking with the Bombers, just quickly, uh, I think Jordan Ridley, who went up about 20, 30 grand in price um, in your back line, is going to be the most traded in player this week. If not, he'll definitely be one of. Um, I don't know if you can play him on your field. Similar with Ed Phillips last week, this 80-odd score that he had might be a bit of a flash in the pan and he could go back to 50 next week. But if you've got some dead weight on your bench, it's definitely worth downgrading someone and making a bit of money and getting Ridley into your side. Trade-outs, um, the aforementioned Dustin Martin, and Sam Jacobs are probably two of the bigger names that I'd look to move on. Um, Dusty's just really not getting it done. He's down at about 600k at the moment, and a straight swap for him almost to Zorko might be a smart move. Source Jacobs, again, like I said, it depends on your buy structure. I'll probably hold him, but um, I couldn't blame people for going to someone with an early buy like Matty Cruiser or maybe even Ben McAvoy, who might get you an 80 and help you survive through the buys. Um, if not, Load up and get Grundy, Gorn, or Steph Martin, I reckon. If you don't have uh, at least one of them, you should have one of them. But if you don't, you could maybe even get both. So, yeah, Source Jacobs, uh, definitely a premium that uh, could be moved on. Looking at some rookies, uh, it's time for Finlayson and Andrew Brayshaw to go. They've both served their jobs. Um, they're both bang pretty much on their break-evens as they averages now. They've made their money. It's time to go. Um, even if you can upgrade one and downgrade the other, I think that's a smart move to do. Um, Duday and Tim Kelly are getting pretty close. Um, and you could look at swapping them um, again for a, a premium player if possible or downgrade one, upgrade the other. But yeah, those four are probably the ones that you need to uh, look at moving on next. On the injury front, uh, not a hell of a lot. Again, it is currently 3 a.m. or 6 a.m. Melbourne time, so there's not a lot of um, injury news that will have emerged from the weekend yet, similar with the MRP. There are a few things, though. Uh, Michael Hurley and Andy McGrath from the Bombers are both expected to make their returns. They missed against the Cats, so that's something to take into account, especially if we're looking at trading in um, someone like Ridley. Hopefully he holds his spot, but if Hurley comes back in, that could, could spell a bit of doom. We all seem to have forgotten about Josh Kelly, uh, an injury to his groin that was meant to be one or two weeks. has seen him miss about five games now, but he's once again in the mix to make his return, so watch out for him. Probably got a high break even, but if he shows a bit of form, he could be someone uh, you upgrade a cash cow into. I've had my eye on Mark Murphy a little bit as well. Came back from injury this week. Um, there's a couple of Carlton boys in the mid that can score well there with Cripps and Kerno as well, but Murph uh, went off the ground for a bit and then was a bit restricted when he came back on. Played out the game and was fine, but yeah, he's again got a bit of a high break even, so if he comes down a bit, he could be someone that I nab. Yoey was another bloke who went off for a period of the game and went back on, but he played out the game and looked magical, so I doubt he'd be in any strife, but just watch his, uh, his you know, news around Yoey um, throughout the week. With the Tribunal, Buddy was the biggest name who might be in a bit of trouble. He elbowed uh, Jolly Hamling pretty innocuously. He was trying to run through a pack and just um, unfortunately contacted with the Dockers defender who failed the concussion test and sat out the second half of the game, so... Tribunal might take that into account and hand him a week or two. Um, the only other one was Sam Powpepper for his bump um, against the Suns. Can't remember which player it was on, but that'll probably be looked at. But with the exception of that, I think most of the big names dodged a bit of a bullet um, suspension worry-wise. 
My moves this week is all about getting some guys on the round 12 buy, whether that be um, getting Mira into my back line, maybe for Finlayson, making me about 100 grand. I know it's a less than ideal strategy, but it might be something that can help me A, make a bit more money and B, plan better for the buyers. If not, then I'm definitely looking at getting in Yo or Gaff as well. I'm also toying with the idea of doing a bit of dual positioning and playing around, bringing in Sicily into my forward line maybe, but yeah, I think for me this week, It'll probably be a traditional one up, one down, but the up will be a big up. It'll be one of my rookies to someone who's probably going to stay on my side for a long time. And that is round nine done and dusted. Good luck in round 10. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure if you're listening via podcast, you give a rating and review on iTunes. If you're watching on YouTube, give a thumbs up. Stay tuned to sportsbyfry.com and all my social medias uh, for more. Until next time, peace.